ay, ay, ay. Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror. The Latinx Horror Movie Podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Eileen. <laughs> Oh, girl. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're, we're here. We're present. Um, as probably evidenced by my voice, these are the first words I've uttered this morning. <laughs> I am uh, I'm back in show mode and uh, which has been surprisingly challenging this time around. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been witness ear wise and it seems quite nutty. I'm doing another show that I'm very passionate about. It is a, uh, a children's musical. I Well, I'd say more for like preteens, teens. It's super fun. It's called The Mortification of Fovia Munson. It's going to be at the Kennedy Center in March. Everybody, y'all, check it out. It's going to be great. Come see but, it. But like, I, it, my brain is just like having a hard time because like it's puppetry. It's dance, which listen, everybody. I limbs, am... the limbs, I... limmy limbs. <laughs> I'm, I'm a gangly, I'm a gangly gal. And uh, <laughs> it just kind of, I will get the choreography, but it just takes me longer to, it takes me a while. I'm the same, dude. I can dance my pants off on a dance floor, but if you're going to be like, and five, six, seven, eight, Ooh. no. No se me entra. The body to brain connection is like we need a moment right now. But yeah. the same, like put me on the dance floor, I will dance the night away. This it's just it's been a lot, but um <laughs> listen, we're making it happen. We always yeah. do. And uh <laughs> so we picked this movie. Well, I picked this movie. You this picked week. this movie. <laughs> and I just gotta say, like, I um I wanted to do something for Black History Month, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that kind of like uh, willy nilly. Like if we're going to do that, we need to be very specific about right. our choices. And so I was like, Saike, we'll find specific movies like when we have the time to do it. So I was like, I'll just pick a place we haven't been to in a while. So I was like, let's go back to La República Dominicana. Que lo que? I, hey, hey, y'all. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> But I couldn't have picked a worse movie for Black <laughs> History Month. Like, I didn't pick it for Black History Month, but I watched this and I was just like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, should I pick again? But I was like, I'm already in it. I'm already taking notes. I'm Listen, already doing it's, it. It's honestly this movie. I was um it gave me similar vibes to what was the other Dominican Republic movie we did that was very based on like Trujillo and like uh, the, Criptico. the pe Criptico, Criptico, the yeah. Perejil War yes. and, not, which, la, la, and all that. Which this Parsley Massacre, which is all referenced in this. And honestly, I feel like this movie did a better job at incorporating that into their film. Porque el otro estaba bien enredado y era, yeah. as the title says, bien criptico. 100%. I will say with this movie, I did feel like they could have taken it further. Agreed. You know, or like committed more to yeah. exploring that storyline. Yeah. But, you know, fascinating that these 
movies from the Dominican Republic are, you know, or at least some of these filmmakers are choosing to explore that dark, dark Trujillo history, this the violent history trauma. through horror. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, this is our second example of it. So I picked the movie El Hoyo del Diablo from 2012. It was written by Humberto Espinal and Francis Indio Disla Ferreira and directed by Francis Indio Disla Ferreira. Okay, we're going to talk about it today. But before we do, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, let's get into some titulos de terror. I struggled with this one, and I picked a movie that I've never seen before. My apologies, everybody. I was like, I I don't know. So this movie feels like a religious sermon to me, and they talk a lot about... Um, it's This is a religious, religious <laughs> this movie. This is a film about Dominican Republic being super Catholic, or like Cristiano in some way. For churchgoers, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I picked the movie Legion. Because oh. I believe, I believe, listen again, I haven't seen it, but I literally typed in horror movie with Archangel Michael in it. And this is the <laughs> one that popped up. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't pick the movie Michael that we've also referenced Which before. We've also, <laughs> I was like, we referenced Michael, but because that is not a horror movie. It I mean, not. I've never seen it. Maybe it is terrifying. There are Probably some horror, is. I mean, John Travolta's in it. John There's Travolta's some horror in there. It, you know. <laughs> Okay, so Legion in Spanish is called Legion de Ángeles, and in Portuguese, Legion. 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 Simple. That's it? Legion? That's it. Okay, so before we dive into this, how about we get a little synopsis from you? Yes. This is from IMDb. Hey, IMDb, how are you? Hey. Sofia and her friends suffer an accident on a car trip having to spend the night in a in an abandoned house not knowing that it's inhabited by souls of sacrificed victims great yes absolutely kind of yeah yeah i feel like i need to make a disclaimer here at the top that mm-hmm. i might have missed the mark with this movie because i found the movie on Vimeo. So it's for free. Like y'all can watch it out there. And as I was watching it on Vimeo, the sound is so it's messed up. Everybody like the music is not mixed. Well, loud. So literally you, you will see characters speaking and you will not hear a word coming out of their mouths because the music is so loud. And also the sound just drops out. It's just silent for like 10 seconds at a time. So I was like, what am I going to do? So I found another version on YouTube that I sent to Eileen, which is terrible quality. Back and forth that I went to because one, the Vimeo one has horrible sound, but the visual is fine. And the YouTube one has fine sound, but but horrible visuals. Like the YouTube visual (laughs) is like zoomed in. You're like, you can't see anything, but you can actually hear what they're saying. So to watch this movie, I had to bounce back and forth. And so look, the story, I might have not have like nailed it down. So, you know, we'll be okay. I hope so. Say a prayer to Arcangel Miguel. Miguel. Let's go, everybody. (laughs) Okay. Our movie begins with a very cool, slow panning shot 
entering an old spooky cabin. I was like, oh, this is a great shot. Mm-hmm. And we see a man in a leather coat walking up to a crying, pleading black Haitian man who is crucified to the floor. And he's in the center of a red circle. And nearby are some military goons just like sitting nearby, gooning. ready to, yeah, gooning, ready to follow orders. So the man in the, le- the leather coat, I could hardly hear this title that they call this person Revenant. The Revenant. Really? Yo lo yes. estaba llamando el coronel, pero el coronel es el otro al lado. I believe so. Again, <laughs> you know, uh, I can't. I never thought, I don't think I ever heard him be called the Revenant or Revenant. Because they say, you know, like El, Re- el Revenant. El Reven, oh, you know, and so sí, I, sí, but sí. It, because I had to like, because I watched this, I feel like I watched this movie 10 times because I was Ping switching pong. between two things. Yeah. When I watched it for the second time, I was like, oh, they're saying Revenant, which by the way, I had to look up what that word means. And it means a person who was returned, especially supposedly from the dead. Oh, Whoa, okay. Isn't that a Leonardo DiCaprio movie? Totally. Yeah, the one where he fights the bear. The bear. So the Revenant comes up to this, you know, man who's suffering in the middle of this circle. And he rips like a name tag metal plate necklace from off the man's neck. Mm-hmm. And then I'm pretty sure one of these goons uses a crowbar to like chop one of the, the man's fingers off or something. You couldn't quite I think see. it was his penis. Oh! Whoa, whoa, it's very fast, so I don't that, know. Because it was a lot larger than a finger. Oh. I rewound, and he looks down stairs when he gets wow. chopped. I'm pretty sure, I wrote I wrote down, was his penis chopped off? Oh my God, I I did think not. it was penis. It was so fast that it was very fast. But yeah. from the context clues, I think penis. Wow. Yeah. Even I mean, worse. Even worse, honestly, and quite possible. So, Jesus Christ! So <laughs> this man's apparently his penis gets cut off, and they drag him away, and we fully oh, see like his crucified hand go yeah, through. Like, yeah. Awful. Oof. Oof. So the man is taken down into the basement where the Revenant grabs what I called like a sun skull necklace. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a skull, but surrounded by the rays of the sun, which later on we notice that it's actually kind of like a goblet. Like you can you can drink from it. And also it almost looks like it's carved into bone. It's yes. like or ivory or something white. It yes. but like it's like a bone like somebody grabbed the skull and was like tick, 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 yeah. and made this thing. Ritually, if mm-hmm. you will. Used for rituals. So Revenant grabs this skull sun goblet necklace thing. He puts it around the the Haitian man's neck. And we get a face reveal of the Revenant here. And I was like, I like this face reveal. A great face reveal. But I was also like, I know this face. 
Okay. I was like, I recognize this actor. More on this later. Stick around for trivia. Interesting. Okay, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I was just like, damn, in this like movie that I've never heard of from the Dominican Republic, all of a sudden I recognize this actor. Damn, this is super cool. Yeah, for sure. So unfortunately, the two goons impale this man to the wall. Y se muere horrible. And so the camera pans outside the house and we see a sign that reads El Hoyo del Diablo, which I was like, that is a very title cool card. title like reveal. Like a good title yeah. card. I liked it too. Yeah, I thought that was great. We then get our credits and in the credits, I will name two things that I was like, I feel like this is important. We see a picture and like in the picture, there's like a little, there's some words there that reveal that, that say... Generalísimo Rafael Trujillo y Coronel mm-hmm. Horacio B. We're like, okay, here we go oh, again. Here, yeah. <laughs> and we also see a book that says Bulu Fenwa, so a voodoo book. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cut to some fun music, and we hey, t- we hey, meet two hey, guys, hey. <laughs> John y Fernando. Pero the name reveals in this movie. I didn't get it till the end. Ooh, I, we were deep in the movie before I w- I literally was like, I was calling people all sorts of different names. But oh, Me too. These are John y Fernando. Sí. So they're driving around town and they're checking out the ladies. Reggaeton. And then we cut to a college lecture. A professor says, Ese octubre negro de 1937, Trujillo asesinó más de 30,000 haitianos. Which we have spoken of before. This, uh, I believe, is the Parsley Massacre that the profe is talking about. A young woman, Sofia, is sitting there. She's listening to this lecture, but she begins to hear drums, like tambores. And she looks at the chalkboard and she has a vision of a demon. So, uy, she stands up. She's all scared. And the profe is like, ¿Qué pasó? Are you you okay? (laughs) And the class is laughing at her, which I was like, wow, okay. Dicks. One guy like points at her and does like with his finger like the, whoa, she's crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was like, dang, these people are pretty ruthless right off the bat. I just stood up. Like, it's not that big of a deal, everybody. Calm Except down. Except for one guy, Brian. Brian. So La Sofia sits down and Brian behind her is like, Sofia, ¿qué te pasó? Are you okay? Pero she brushes him off. And so the profe says, okay, we'll continue on this subject after Semana Santa, but I want you all to investigate about El Corte, which is apparently what the people call the murder, the, this massacre of mm-hmm. ni- in 1937. Class is dismissed, and Miriam, who is Sofia's cousin, checks on Sofia just to like make sure you're okay, what's going on, girl? And Sofia says, I heard the tambores and it's literally like dun 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 Uh the music gets super loud there's a lot of dun 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 oh my god and again it's so loud that like if you were saying a line underneath it it's it's lost in the mix everybody (laughs) la sofia says i feel like i'm being followed okay were you gonna say something well so there's Mm -hmm. a little moment because this movie is filled with great Dominican lines. There's so much 
like hilarious one-liners that people say uh and this one when they're all being they're all leaving the classroom brian checks in on sophia very quickly before she walks away and the same guy that was like whoa that bitch is crazy says to him cuidado cerebrito el que se junta con loco and i was like <laughs> first of all the fact that his nickname or his like you know, Cerebr is, Cerebrito. Is like, hey, nerd, is said like tiny brain. I don't know why that just was so <laughs> funny to me. Cuidado, Cerebrito. And like, that's such a great phrase of like, if you hang out with crazy people, you're going to be crazy too kind of thing. So a good way of like solidifying that Sophia is the weirdo here. She also wears like emo clothes and has like, pink highlights on her hair that are totally clip-ons but that's fine and she also is pretty fiery like yeah. uh, she's like everybody thinks i'm fucking crazy you think i'm crazy i'm not crazy and you're like okay clearly <laughs> whoa, like whoa, whoa. <laughs> something's been happening for a while like you are viewed in a specific way by people which yeah, honestly yeah, yeah. explains why people would have stood up and like or why people would have laughed at her like yes, maybe this exactly. is not a not an thing that does not happen a lot you know what i mean i mean if she's saying los tambores de nuevo like you can yes, tell there's a history tambores. there of her being maybe a weirdo and hearing exactly. things or seeing things yeah so we're outside in the college quad is what i called it and medium goes up to the two guys from before john y fernando so we're like oh, okay they're all buds great mm-hmm Standing nearby, we see a gal on her cell phone. This is Escarlet, pero I'm telling you, final. five minutes from the end is when I discovered this <laughs> this gal's name. I called her Curly Sue throughout the Great. throughout the time because she's got Great lovely curly film hair too. Loved Great Curly film, Sue when I was little. Her name is Escarlet. So they're all trying to figure out what they're gonna do for their upcoming trip for Semana Santa, but they're they haven't figured it out yet. Remember when we used to be like, let's do something for Semana Santa in Nicaragua? And we would. And we absolutely would. We had a great fucking time. Is that when we went to that the island, island yeah. in the middle of Lago Granada? Yeah. That was yeah. great. We slept we outside on, on the... Uh, yeah, <laughs> we slept on a trampoline <laughs> outside. And then we were... The house that we stayed at had a pool that used to fill up with lake water. Like somehow it was... That's how it worked. And then I don't know how I think we were all freaked out that there would be sharks in there because well, we, remember we called it like the the sea cow or something. We're the like sea the sea <laughs> We're like the sea cow. Listen, foolish idiot teenagers being like the sea cow is going to get you. And on our drive there, I told you guys how that like el, el lado Nicaragua, I think it's el lado Nicaragua, used to mm -hmm. have fucking sharks. sharks in it, like sweetwater sharks. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and so then you were all jaws crazy. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure they were bull sharks and bull sharks will fuck you up. Y también gators or crocodiles or something like that. Brother, it's a fucking lake. Algo. I'm sure it, que hay de yeah, todo. De todo. <laughs> um, but that trip also, my like we went with my parents and I was like, can we have a bottle of Flor de Caña? I know we're teenagers, <laughs> but can we? And they were like, it's fine. Just fucking take it. <laughs> I also got my period while I was there. And oh. your mom had to like send a guy on a lancha to go to wow. the fucking, because we were staying on an island yeah. in yeah, the we fucking were in an, lake. A little teeny island. Y el, el pobre brother se fue a comprarme fucking pads. And I was like... 
super upset that I had got my period. You want to know how I know I'm gay? Because on that <laughs> fucking trip, there were like some VHSs in the VHS tapes at the house. And I was like, let's watch Evita. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we didn't watch Evita, everybody. No, didn't we <laughs> but, watch um, Tarzan or something? I think I watched Tarzan. Speaking of gay things, I think we watched The Birdcage instead. I love it. And Freddie was there, too. Freddie was there. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> Freddie, our friend. Wow. <laughs> anyway, all Listen, these memories. Semana Santa is the time to get wild with your yeah. friends. Find a house and get your period in it. <laughs> watch Evita get shit on by a bat. Listen, it was a good time. I will never yeah. forget. I will never forget. Never. So, okay. So everybody's like, okay, ¿qué vamos a hacer para Semana Santa? Whatever. Pero la Sofía starts to hear the tambores again. And she is freaking out. And then, sweet, crash. Someone is hit by a car. So at this point, I was like, okay, los tambores. That's like, she is, it means something bad is going to happen. Yeah, a premonition. Bad things to come. As people crowd around the victim, Sofia sees a dark, ghostly figure leaving the scene. <laughs> we then cut to Sofia and Miriam walking around town. And in a mercado, Sofia again sees that dark hooded figure. But this time it's like a person, like a dark yeah, like a, like person like a, wearing a cape. With a sweatshirt almost. Oh. <laughs> or a cape. <laughs> Just a hoodie. <laughs> um, so this person in a sweatshirt walks up some stairs <laughs> y la Sofia follows. So she goes into, what is this kind of store called? Una botanica. Una botanica. I was like, Eileen will know. I just left. Uh, Eileen will know. She goes into una botanica. You know, you've uh -huh. got like lotions Los and santo, potions. Lotion yeah, potions, todo. todo para la santería. Yeah, so the moment she walks in, there's like una mujer, the, the store owner, pero también como like una uh, santera. A healer, una santera. The candles go out. And you're like, what's, what's up with Sofia? Bad, bad <laughs> omen again. Totally. So la santera gets up and she immediately turns around like, oh, no, 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 no. I believe she's, I couldn't quite hear again. Apologies, everybody. But I Está believe she cargada. says, Estás carga right. Estás cargada. Tienes algo muy fuerte. Pero la, la Sofia says, Mire, Ope, I don't believe in that shit, basically. Which I was like, this is confusing to me because didn't you just hear drums that predicted a death? Yeah. Like, and you don't believe in this? Okay, whatever. Pero la, at that point, La Santera turns her back around and in a demon voice says, uh -huh. Sofia! And La Sofia turns around and she's like, who told you my name? So La Santera takes Sofia's hands and she has a vision of fire and demons. And she's thrown back by the force of the vision. She's like, no me toques, vete. Y, me dio y dice, risa porque uh -huh. she, she goes, dame tu mano. Sees uh -huh. a vision. No me toque. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. <laughs> immediately. Let me touch you. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> y la santera dice, tambores de muerte. El encalle, el te busca. And I was mm -hmm. like, what? Lots of information. Encalle, eso, what is that? And also, eso? el te busca. Who? Okay. And this is where I wrote, the music is so loud. And this is where I had to turn to the YouTube. 
Honestly, if you watched the vi- the Vimeo version of this movie, you'd be like, lovely, I can see everything, but you will not hear, you won't get the Ni story. Verga. Nah. You won't get it. I think the only way, honestly, is to bounce back and forth. That's the way to do it. <laughs> it's the ping pong. Yeah, ping pong. Y la Miriam comes in to get Sofia, and as they leave, the Santera kneels in front of an Arcángel sta- statue with a sword. So we're like, oh, that is Arcángel Miguel. John Travolta. John Travolta, just (laughs) kneeling before a shrine of John Travolta. (laughs) Oh, man. Cut to Medium's house, where we meet who I called Tia Mami. (laughs) Because this is Medium's Tia. Yeah. Pero it's Sofia's, her her mama. Because, you know, Medium and Sofia are cousins, so I just call her Tia Mami. She's great, by the way. Tia Mami. Tia Mami. So Medium comes up and he's like, oh, la tía, by the way, I got some bad news. La Sofia is hearing the drums again. And I was like, like, something's up with these drums. They've been predicting shit. Okay. Yeah. Y la Sofia has been hearing it for years. It seems. Yes. Y la tía mami dice, in this house, <laughs> we don't talk about that shit. I will not mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. I won't go through that again. So we're like, okay, algo pasó. Something happened. In a nearby room, Sofia is looking up en Calle on Google, where she is directed to freaksites.com. <laughs> it is not an actual website I tried to see, but Amazing. I did clock all the things on the side that it offers. So these are uh-huh. the things that you can look up on freaksites.com. Tell me. Uh, magia Negra, Magia Blanca, Voodoo, Energia, just any oh, kind of Energia. Energy. Ritos, exorcismos y posesiones. Oh, it's so helpful. A handy yeah. guide at freaksites.com. <laughs> check it out today. Check it out. Check it out today, everybody. <laughs> so the site says En Calle, lugar místico donde se concentra la práctica de vudú oscuro, localizado en el mismo centro de la isla española San Juan de la Maguana. Vudú oscuro puede implicar consecuencias desagradables y peligrosas si se practica sin conocimiento. Which means, don't fuck around with voodoo, everybody. Like, it's, at least according to freak sites. You're going to have a disagreeable time if you do it. If you mess with it, it will get disagreeable for you. Okay. And then outside the house, it gets all windy. And a dark, ghostly figure appears at the front gate. And then this ghostly wind comes inside the house. It's like knocking shit over. It's like a full temblor. Yeah, right shaking full the temblor. full house. Shaking the house. We see, a, we see la tía mami. She grabs a rosary and she begins to to pray. While we see, and back with Sofia. In the computer room, shit's falling, shit's flying. Pero then the temblor stops. And Sofia finds a big picture scrapbook thing. So Sofia comes downstairs and says, Ay, mommy, did you feel that temblor? Y la tía mami dice, ¿Qué temblor? Which mm. I was like, oh. Ma'am, you were definitely holding on to your rosary praying while it was happening. I was like, why are we hiding this from her? Mm. But again, it seems like this has happened before and we know that this is uh, evil spiritual energy kind of stuff going on. Right. Okay? 
So Sophia shows Tia Mami the photo book and asks, was grandpa military? And she opens the photo book and we see a picture of like a military looking old grandpa. <laughs> y la, la tía Mami dice, sí, your grandpa Don Pancho was a proud military man, trujillista. Or, uh, trujillista. Of, you know, yes, he, you know, was, was a Trujillo for guy. fucking for Trujillo. Yeah. Y la tía Mami dice, your, your dad was always told a lot about grandpa, pero when Don Pancho died, your dad was very young. Y esa época de Trujillo no fue fácil. Okay. Nope. Sofía then asks tía mami, do you, do you know anything about Encalle? Y la tía mami clearly does, but she like very nonchalantly is like, nope, oh, I've never heard of it. And Sofía's like, what funny, uh -huh. what are you talking about? <laughs> y la Sofía is like, oh, that's funny because I'm pretty sure you are from San Juan, pero whatever. Uh-huh. Entonces la tía mami gets up and she puts the rosary on Sophia that she had been praying with before. And she says, I want you to wear this rosary. Do not take it off. Promise me. And Sophia reluctantly promises. She agrees. And la tía mami continues, it's blessed by San Miguel, and it would have protected your dad if he had been wearing it on that fateful day. Mm. Sophia says, well, yeah, sure, but I'm pretty sure it was my fault he died. So they start to fight. It's like, we don't talk about that in this house. We don't talk about it. Pero saved by Medium, because she comes in and Medium's all like, well, it's time for our trip with our buds. Pero la tía mami is like, hell no, no trip. Ya yo hablé y ya no hay viaje. I was like, uy, 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 this is Tiliana yelling at me. Oh, yeah. You better listen to tía mami. Like, she yeah. means <laughs> business. But also, she knows, it's clear that she knows There's some, stuff sums up. Something's yes. going going on in not only in San Juan, mm -hmm. pero también your kid is something's happening with your yeah. fucking kid. Absolutely. So the gals are like, ugh, fine. They go upstairs. Y la tía mami goes to an altar and she prays. Ay, Rafael, Semana Santa brings such painful memories of your death. What should I do? So she begins to pray to Arcángel Miguel to protect the gals. Something tells me they're going to go on that trip anyways. Oh, could it be? <laughs> Meanwhile, upstairs, Sophia calls Brian. And this thing that happens in this movie a few... Well, it happens like twice in this movie. She calls Brian and we hear a love song for like two seconds. Three seconds. It's like... <laughs> Amor de mi vida. <laughs> what? Okay. And no. <laughs> but it's to establish I'm La Sofia No. <laughs> it's to establish that La Sofia oh, look, La Sofia, honestly, I don't think she's into Brian, but Brian is Está obsesionado head con over la pobre heels. Sofía. Yeah. Él head está enamorado. When he gets Mi the amor. call. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> When he gets the call, he's like, oh, yeah, my oh, girl shit. is calling yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> Ay, pobrecito. So Brian clearly picks it up. He's at a library. He picks up the phone. And Sofía's like, hey, we're going to go to San Juan for our trip to Encalle. Mm. And Brian is like, anything you say, girl, bye. I'll work it out. <laughs> I'll go to the depths of hell with you. Where, which Literally, <laughs> that's where we're going. That is where we're going. 
So on his way out of the library, Brian sees the professor from the lecture from before, and he's like, hey, profe, tell me, what is encalle? And dun, 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 dun. Dun. <laughs> the professor's eyes couldn't the be wider. Eyes, he is dude. stunned. His eyes. But of course, he like he shrugs it off and he's like, Ay, un lugar de San Juan. Pero years ago, a family of diablos did voodoo negro rituals there. Lots of people disappeared. They call it... El hoyo del diablo. Okay. Brian does the sign of the cross. He gets out of there. <laughs> the next morning, shocker, la tía mami sees a note from Sofía. Nos fuimos a San Juan. And she no! drops her wine. She drops her wine. That's the saddest part. <laughs> the, the worst wine. part of this film. God the scariest part. Now I gotta part. go back to the store. <laughs> Shit. Cut to these foolish kids driving to San Juan. So, okay, it's three men, three women. Brian, John, Fernando, Sofia, Miriam, and Scarlett. Scarlett, okay. So in the car, <laughs> Sofia asks Brian if he knows anything about Revenant, which it was the second time that I was like, what is she saying to this man? Yo no lo había entendido ni turca. Porque, okay. The Dominican Spanish, gorgeous, oh. love it, every second of it. It's so fucking fast that I'm just it's, like, whoa. Mira, con todo respeto a los dominicanos, pero es tan rápido el español. <sighs> I did my very best, everybody. We did what we could. Yeah. So Sofia asks about Revenant, pero I have to say something. I pretty sure, how did she know about this? Is this like an omen, a prediction? I don't know how she learned this Revenant information. Maybe she saw it in freaksites.com. Freaksites could have been, I'm going to say freaksites.com. Go for all your exorcism needs. So El Brian dice, according to Voodoo, Revenant is the boss of all the demons. He opens the door to hell. Híjole. Very quickly, we see La Tia Mami praying at church. So she is the religious backbone protecting our crew from afar throughout this film. Okay. Right. We're back on the road, and we see a man driving a truck. He's eating some food, some chicken, I think. Some chicken. Some chicken. And then flies or bees? Flies? I said, this guy's getting Amityville. Yeah, what? 100%. <laughs> this is Amityville. Just the flies. In the house. Yes, coming, swarming. First going for the chicken, but then just like going all for all around him. All of it. Filled. The so bees. This man, again, the bees. Also. Starring John Saxon. It's like fucking. Swarmed. Yeah. So this dude, no puede ver nada. He swerves his truck into our crew. We hear tambores, and our crew grow. They, I mean, flying off Bro, the cliff. Ello, this is death. Ese carro, it's fully death. This, this is, is death. death has arrived. Death is here. Death Present. has taken you. Yeah. If that car goes tumble, 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 tumble for a while, and oh, then lands in this water. Is, a cliff, yeah. like a a steep decline off yeah. this hill. Now you would be dead. Death. You would die. You see them in the car, like kind of CGI, like whoa, roller yeah. coaster. Pero like 
I think the reason they didn't die is because we see a shot of La Tia Mami praying. So I believe okay. it is her. It is the power of prayer. Prior, the, pri- the power of the Christ pa- compels you. The power of Christ <laughs> compels you. The power of Tia Mami's prayer, I believe, yeah. is what allows wow. these people to survive an unsurvivable crash. This is certain death. Bro, I wrote, these fuckers lived because they Milagro land at the bottom. Como que nada. They're like, híjole, mi sangre aquí. And then maybe like a knee oh. is all bruised. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Literally, literally a miracle of God. Truly. Okay. So, kind of bloody, kind of banged up. They climb out of the wreckage. They're shouting, auxilio. Pero oh, solo, auxilio. solo uh-huh. un auxilio y los demás uh-huh. eran ayuda. And I was like, I oh, think this is the first time we ayuda. hear ayuda. Because it's always yeah. socorro o auxilio. Pero auxilio. esta fue yeah. la primera vez que fue ayuda. ayuda. I wrote like, yeah. holy shit, we finally got an ayuda. Ayuda. <laughs> ayuda. But I always, we always have to include it. Auxilio. If somebody says auxilio, gotta say auxilio. it on the pod. <laughs> so as they're walking away from the wreckage, we see what looked like to me, like an angelic figure in white watching yo, them. Yo puse, ¿y ese es un santo en la esquina o qué? Yeah, something like mm-hmm. that. Something... Jesus. Something white. And because it's white. And because yeah, we know like, that white means good. Right. Black yeah, means like, bad. We've seen like a, a dark ghostly figure and we're like, oh, it's now, spooky. And now it's yeah. something in white. So we're like, okay, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> so they sit near this ravine that they've crashed into to, cr- to clean uh, Scarlet's leg wound because she's got like a busted shin. No bone yeah. coming out or anything. Like no- nothing Just major. Just scrape. I was, I was scratched a little. Y el John pulls out a gun, which he shoots in the air, trying to get, trying to get attention for help. Okay. And as they continue walking along the ravine, Sofia sees a sign discarded in the dirt. And it says, Uh-oh. El hoyo del diablo. It's the same sign we saw at the top of the movie. Our title card, basically. Very quickly, we see La Tia Mami meet up with a woman outside her house okay what's going on you're working on something behind the scenes (laughs) and after a while walking through some spooky woods our gang finds the old cabin from the top so john says i'm not going in there i'm gonna go find the nearest town bye and i was like this character is annoying as fuck but i was like this is sensible Also, he is correct (laughs) yeah i was like this is absolutely correct he literally says, esa casa está rarísima. And I wrote, listen to John. Listen, John is driving me crazy with his weird ass laugh. But listen to the man, nos vamos. Esa Let's casa go. sí está, está rarísima. rarísima. Go back. <laughs> Pero la Scarlett dice, ¿tú te atreves dejarme sola? Because <gasps> these two are lovers. They're lovers. So, oh, <laughs> I must do as she says. Okay, so John se queda. Sí. Thunder starts to rumble, so Fernando, who, by the way, is like 40, right? Fernando is, okay, everybody's age is very, porque, mira, supposedly university college kids. La Sofía se ve 
Like honestly, la tía mami could be her sister. This is the the it's age difference. Yeah, el Brian, yo I'm like, perdón, señor, pero hoy ya estás casi a los 40. Y el Fernando es oh. eh, abuelito. He is a grandfather. <laughs> yeah, el Fernando is he's got a good 10 plus years on these people but yeah. i guess like in college you know you can go back to college sure. whatever but i was like this man is 45 yeah <laughs> anyway no no disrespect to 45 i'm almost there you know oh, it'll girl, be here i'm two months enough. away <laughs> jesus so fernando 45 is like i'm going in so si they're like okay el diablo que me coma is what oh okay said. you asked for it fernando <laughs> yep so they all begin to make their way inside pero la sofia sees a red trail of blood <gasps> on the ground encircling the house and then suddenly that white angelic saint figure that we saw before appears with a terrible white wig, y'all. Terrible white wig. Pulled to, like, the brows. I was like, But also whoa. lifted so you can kind of already see her regular hairline. I was like, Amor. ma'am. Amor. Ah, oh, you a good e witch? <laughs> or a bad witch. E <laughs> this, uh, this woman with this white wig says, Don't go into the house. Don't cross the line. Y la Sofia places her hand on the red line and she has a vision. She sees the revenant cutting the head off a chicken. For real, I believe. I think this I, might actually uh -huh. have happened. Uh-huh. And then he spills the blood of the chicken around the house. And we also see him like doing some like weird ritual stuff. Ritual hand movements, yes, choreography. Flailing those hands. Fossey. And then <laughs> Sophia <laughs> passes out. So Brian picks her up. And he crosses her over the bloodline, sitting her on the stairs outside the house. Idiota. But <laughs> here we are. We're inside the line. Inside the house, Fernando is filming with like a little camera. So we've got also to add on to this, like a POV, occasional POV style. Very of things rare, happening. but yes. Yeah. Just to establish it happens every now and then. <laughs> and we also get an Evil Dead style, like POV rushing shot. Yeah, a and bit like throughout the movie that happens here, accompanied with some like growling uh, sounds. Do you and hear that? Usually, yes. And usually, when it happens, the reveal of what is doing the thing is one of these characters. So I was like, "What?" Y yeah, I didn't understand this. Like, I didn't either. But so this like Evil Dead POV shot is El John coming up and scaring Scarlet. I was like, oh, he's he's not evil. Anyway, <laughs> so they're looking around inside is basically what's going on. And inside, I believe we see a photo of Trujillo. We're like, okay, not mm -mm. good. And we also see a portrait of the Revenant hung on the wall. Okay, so this is not a good space, everybody. Yeah, we're in a bad space. Brian sits Sofia in a rocking chair on the porch, and then he goes into the house, leaving Sofia solita. The rocking chair next to Sofia begins to rock, which I was like, ooh. But also, <laughs> <laughs> um, the camera is placed in such a way where, like, you can't see the full rocking chair. So it's if it had been fully pulled away and they'd had, like, 
and a then it started to move over to be yeah. like, that's oh, cooler. But I was like, that's just somebody just putting their hand in there and being like, but yeah. it, whatever. <laughs> the, the rocking chair is rocking by itself. Ooh. <laughs> so Sophia gets up and she touches the the fr- the door frame. And again, she has a vision. She sees yet another black man, a Haitian man being beaten by two goons. And Sophia is trying to help this man being beaten. Like she actually is grabbing him in this mm. vision when out comes the revenant with the Voodoo Fenwa book, that big, scary back, black book. The revenant tears that same like metal name tag necklace from around this man's neck. And again, Sophia faints. It's later that night. And in an upstairs bedroom, Scarlet. Scarlet, Scarlet and John get into bed together and they're like, oh, let me check. I just want to check out your busted leg. But then they start to smooch. Bro, get- you just fell from a fucking cliff. You're and in a you disgusting. you are in a horny mood. Yeah, it's uh, but all- <laughs> my body is broken, bro. And you want to also- fuck? Like the the way like so they're like looking at her leg and like they put their faces close and then they look at each other and they're like give a little smile. I was like, oh, that transition was rough. It was rough, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're smooching. And yet again, we get an, like an evil dead style POV rushing toward them. But it's just medium uh-huh. who gets into bed with them. Y por qué no me invitaron? Puts her hand on John's leg. She touches his leg and says, yeah, ¿y por qué no me, no me invitaron? I was like, what? <laughs> I what? think that's meant to be a joke, a joke? because I, I did the ping pong here just to make sure. So I went to yeah. one and then I went to the other. And in the, in the one where you can see better, after she says, ¿y por qué no me invitaron? She like does like yeah. a Groucho Marx Ooh. eyebrows. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I was yeah, like, okay, yeah. this is joking stuff. But yeah, like, but also like, who does this where it's like, I'm trying to, you know, smooch my lady. And then you're just going to come on in here. Medium is meant to be like the wild one because like when they're driving in, she like lifts her shirt and shows her bra to the car next door and she's like sitting out of the window and she like is when she sees Brian the very first time, she's like Brian and gives him like a some cool hand movements and stuff. So I think she's supposed to be like, hey, I'm, I'm, cool. I'm crazy and yeah. cool and also supposed to be funny and it doesn't really land. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, this is very strange, everybody. This is weird. So we're downstairs back with Sophia. She has awoken from her faint. And Brian is staring at her ass as she looks out a window. And again, we hear a love song for two seconds. Mi amor, te quiero. Te o- that's it that's it (laughs) that's all you're gonna get everybody (laughs) so again they're talking about encalle and brian says that in san juan they call encalle el hoyo del diablo and sofia is like what i saw a sign that said el hoyo del diablo earlier and at this point, I was like, we got it. <laughs> we, we know we're here. We got it. y'all. <laughs> like, we're good. 
Yeah. I gathered the information. We understand that this place you are in is El Hoyo El del, Hoyo Diablo. del Diablo. My God. <laughs> and La Sofia dice, the dreams, the drums, I'm scared, oh my God. Pero then in comes Fernando. And oh my God, uh, this, okay. <laughs> Fernando comes in and like La Sofia y el Brian are kind of like close. And clearly everybody knows that Brian is super into, so into Sofia. Entonces el Fernando is like, hey, te di, te di, nice bro. Like te di con la, con la Sofia. And Brian's like, dude, shut it. We need to get out of here. But this happens like three times. No, te di, te di. Okay, está bien. Nos vamos. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I got it. You saw me. Ugh. It was so, I was like, what is, I felt like my brain was uh, like exploding. I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> the Matrix. The Matrix, like full deja vu. But, uh, and they also establish here that um, Fernando has asthma. Right. Which, he has a little, he's got a little inhaler. But this is, I was like, this will have to do something. Because listen, all these people are probably going to die is what I thought at this point. Yes. And I was like, maybe this will be part of his his demise. And no. also, Spoiler he alert. keeps talking about how he hates the rain. Because this whole time, I there's been like. I never heard that <laughs> one moment in this movie. He did? I kept writing, why is this guy so scared of the rain? Porque. This whole time that we're here at this house, there's been like random thunder that like is following them wherever. But he's just again at this point, as we get the reveal that he has asthma, you're like and he I think we're put supposed to put those two and two together like, right, bitch, I got asthma. I can't be in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Or like, will the rain be his demise? Who it knows? won't everybody. Spoiler alert. It won't. I'm just going to tell you now. So, Sophia has another vision of the woman in white who says, Galadriel. be careful, Sophia. Oh, my God. Totally. <laughs> totally Instead Galadriel. Instead of a king, you'll have a queen. So, Galadriel. That's what her name is going to be on from here Galadriel. on out. Okay, Galadriel. <laughs> so, Galadriel says, be careful, Sophia. The house is alive. Uh-oh. And Brian is all, he notices that Sophia is like, looking at something he's like are you good what's going on and she's like yeah yeah it was just una brisa okay she walks away but brian looks out the window and he sees galadriel so he <laughs> freaks out he runs upstairs and upstairs john and fernando are like they say to him oye guaremate que te fumaste did you hear this line like what what's the matter which yeah like yeah <laughs> yeah they kind of like <laughs> sing it Anyway, so Brian sits down and he's like, I'm not crazy. En Calle exists. It's where voodoo and black magic are performed. We are in El Hoyo del Diablo. And Hemos in all caps, en el hoyo del Diablo. I wrote here in all caps, we got it. <laughs> like it's always accompanied by like a dun dun dun. dun, dun. dun. We got it, everybody. Sophia, meanwhile, again, hears Galadriel. And Galadriel says, I told you not to go in there. And the drums begin again. <laughs> Scarlet goes into the kitchen and she hears a radio blasting this old school song that's like, 
esclavo soy. Like, I was like, this man <laughs> is singing. This is Whoa. some old school sounding like opera fucking boleros. It's it's I have a huge I, I used to sing Afro-Cuban jazz when I was in college. And a lot of the music that we sang was these old timey boleros that came from the Caribbean that are so beautiful. But oh these God. men's voices were pretty much. Pura opera. It was just like, In, oh my god, delicious, like rich tenor baritone, lovely vibes here. Pero but still, soy, uh-huh. Creepville because it's yeah, has it feels that, like, old school, like yeah, creepy, crickly, crickly, crickly. <laughs> it feels crickly. I feel so, crickly. <laughs> Esclavo soy means um. I'm a slave. I'm a slave. So this song is used very purposefully here. Totally. So like Scarlett turns the volume down on this like old school radio. Pero again, the song plays. So she unplugs it. She unplugs the radio. Pero again, the song starts again. This man is singing. But this time it begins to like warp. So she knocks the radio over. And then she notices that she dropped her cell phone into a hole in the floor where something is watching her. And we've been getting that, like, back and forth, getting this evil dead uh, and hearing this random growling again. And Mm -hmm. it's coming from this, like, uh, almost like drain pipe or, like, a drain situation in the middle of the kitchen. Uh, And you're just... And the view from the... Because at one point, when when we're evil dead point of view... It's like distorted. They like make it, they add some sort of filter to make it look distorted. And I was like, I don't understand what we are as the evil dead point of view. Like what monster are we? Like, are we a demon? Are we a monster? Um, Yeah. Like a creature of some sort. So she reaches into this hole to get her cell phone and bam, something pulls her in and she is being attacked she is screaming blood is flying this looked pretty cool pretty great and did you see the ghost right before oh yes you see you see right before she gets pulled she like moves across the screen and behind her you see what I'll say looks like a demony version of the rem- revenant appears yeah. in the back but okay. I agree that this this kill is pretty fucking solid. She's really selling it, arm in the hole, and like being blood spurting, pulled somehow by this creature or demon or whatever it is, and then fully like all the way in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's clearly screaming. So her crew comes down to see what's up, but you. See- like her piernas go up and she's just like <laughs> and into the you pipe d- you don't quite see like the hole that she goes into but you do right. see her like you know be like lifted and bam she goes into the hole which i was like okay that's okay. that's cool mario <laughs> totally just full super mario here <laughs> flop, flop, flop. that's my mario sound going down <laughs> that was good um Medium, meanwhile, didn't hear this commotion. She is still upstairs. She's asleep. When a black gas, like a mist. Smoke monster. Smoke monster. 
It enters the room and, be- and becomes a huge snake. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So Medium wakes up and she hops out of bed just as the snake crawls in. Pero still, it tries to attack her. So she runs downstairs to everybody. So everybody goes to check it out. John goes into the bedroom with his gun. Pero he doesn't find anything. But he still is like, you know what? Let's get out of here. And again, I was like, yes. Yeah. Thank you, John. Let's go. Come on. So they all rush downstairs, but they're like, we got to we gotta find Scarlett. And this was the first time I heard her name. They're like, Scarlett, Scarlett, Scarlett. And I was like, oh, her name, Curly names, Curly names. Curly Sue's name is Scarlett. <laughs> but clearly I don't find her because she was eaten by a big hole. And then there's a temblor. Things are falling. It's crazy. And they start to fight. Which I was like, why are we fighting? I did not understand this. Useless. I mean, I guess, you know, in a lot of these movies, unfortunately, we've discovered, I guess, horror movies in general. It's just like, add some fighting to up the tension. But I'm just like, not tense. I'm just like, irritated. Y'all, calm down. <laughs> Let's not fight. You know? <laughs> I'm not tense. I'm irritated. <laughs> I guess tension and irritation, you know, kind of go hand in hand. I anyway, guess, but nah. yeah, it's like not necessary. But at this moment, Sofia notices something under a rug that I think like shifted during the temblor. So they move the rug to reveal what they call a pentagram mm-hmm. etched into the floor. But it's surrounded by a circle, which I'm pretty sure we've learned means it's a pentacle. Correct? Uh-huh. I think I believe so. we did learn this, but they call it pentagram. So whatever. It's a pentagram. Yeah. At this point, John tucks the gun into the front of his pants, which I never understand why men do this in movies. You're going to blow your dick off. shoot your balls off. Why would you ever (laughs) do this? Even with the safety on? Never. And he says, mierda. Y que esta vaina. (laughs) Y que esta vaina. Y que esta vaina. vaina. The most Dominican. I loved it. Y que esta vaina. Sofia touches the pentagram and has yet another vision. Again, it's just like constant, this torture of these poor black men. It's just awful, yeah. fucking awful to see. We see the Revenant takes out a huge dagger and he slices into an old man's hand. Mm-hmm. I did not know who this was at first, but I'm just going to tell you now, this is grandpa. This old este man who's getting his hand sliced. This is, this is El Don Pancho. Sofia's grandpa. Sofia's grandpa. And the Revenant fills one of those sun skull necklace goblets with grandpa's blood, which he then forces this this man who's on the floor to drink. And meanwhile, Don Pancho, the grandpa, is like crying and and praying. So after this man has, you know, ingested this blood, the Revenant kind of like smashes on his chest a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. And then a black mist comes out of the man's mouth and it floats into the sun skull goblet, which I believe is his soul. Yeah. Coming out of his body into this cup. Back to real time. Sophia passes out again. And Brian says here the pentagram is used for voodoo rituals to trap los timonanje, las almas. Meanwhile, la tia mami goes to see Another, I believe, like another Santera, like we have seen before. 
And this Santera says, if you're here, it's because he already has her in his power. The revenant is the devil himself. He is the only one who can release her, but no one has survived El Hoyo del Diablo, so you better hurry, girl. Get the hell mm. out of here. Now, when I first watched this, I, I thought that the, the Santera meant he is the only one, one who can re release her, meaning the Revenant is the only one who can release her. That is not right, I believe. We no, because will... she says, Entonces tendrás que llamarlo tú misma. She basically says, you're going to have to call him yourself. So and we're like, the, he... Him, who? who could it be? <laughs> he, him, but who? if you've been paying attention, you probably pero, know. Pero también la tía mami says, I don't do that anymore. Like, that's mm. not something I do anymore, which makes mm -hmm. me feel like this is how she knows that lady that left her house. And like, yes. she used to be a bruja santera herself. Well, remember that uh, La Sofia earlier in the movie was like, funny that you don't know about Encalle because I thought that's you were the from town San you're Juan. From. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's where you're from, honey. Okay, cool. We're putting it together here. Puzzles. <laughs> Back at the cabin. They find an evil dead style hatch in the floor, which they open. Sophia goes in and she retrieves a box. Why would you? You keep you are in the middle of like you have been haunted. You are hearing tambores, toda esta verga, and then you go and you're gonna pull out a random ass box from a haunted ass place. You're crazy. Especially, I was surprised that it was Sophia that went into the uh -huh. the hatch, and also that they allowed. They were like. Yeah, sure. Go in there. Okay, sure. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> so she brings out this box and inside the box, they find old pictures, checks and newspaper articles from 1937, which remember, that's when the massacre happened. In one of the pictures, Sophia sees the revenant next to her grandpa. And she says, this man is identical to the guy I, see, I have been seeing in my drum nightmare visions. And Brian's like, I, I thought you only had those nightmares as a, as a kid. And Sophia says, well, I had the same dream just the other day. And the man next to, to, to the, the revenant in the picture is, is my, grandfather. my grandpa. So we're like, OK, we're putting this together. And the first time I had a drum nightmare. And we get a flashback. Okay. <gasps> so in this flashback, we see Sophia's dad is arguing with his wife, la tia mami. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I might not have gotten this right, so correct me if I'm wrong. Pero he says, la Sofia is hearing the same drums that I hear. Correct. Yes? I believe so. And the I mom is so. like, you're saying that our kid is, that she's got, like, she's cursed, basically. Yeah. But you're crazy. Mm -hmm. That's not true. And he's like, she's hearing what I used to hear, what I've yes. heard. So they fight. La tia mami storms off. So the dad gives young Sofia, like little girl Sofia, that rosary that we saw earlier in the movie. I was like, oh, okay. Powerful rosary. And she and also says, Soñé muy feo y que, te, y que tú te morías, she says Ooh, to her dad. Yes. Oh, I didn't I hear had that. a horrible dream mm -hmm. and that you were going to die. And he's like, no, that's fine. No, it's just a dream. And she's like, yeah, but I still feel the dream right here. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, girl. Oh, girl, that's not good. Mm. Yeah. And so it seems like 
on one hand, there is this like very Catholic, like rosary, wear this, protect yourself. But also there's this thing of like, we are cursed and we, we have visions. We are people who, uh, we can feel things. We can, we have premonitions, shit like that. But that's yeah, yeah, specifically yeah. on the dad's side. Mm -hmm. But it has been passed to La Sofia. See. So the dad gives so little Sofia the rosary and he says, This has protected my family for years. He then leaves on his motorcycle and then La Tia Mami sees that Sofia is wearing the rosary. So she yanks it off her. She rushes out to give it back to the dad, but she's too late. He gets hit by a car and he dies. No! So this, this is what they've been talking about throughout the film. Like that thing that happened, the that mysterious fateful day. Death, blah, blah, blah. This is what Sofia feels uh, responsible for. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not your fault, girl. You were just it's wearing. He gave you that he rosary. Gave you. Yeah, yeah. It's not your fault. Back in real time, Brian and Fernando go into the kitchen and they find one of those bloody necklace plate things hanging from a, a cupboard. And this is what we've seen the Revenant tear off people's necks throughout the film. Mm -hmm. And Brian says here they would use these to identify the Haitian braceros. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. He grabs the necklace from the cupboard and then the cupboard opens, spilling like a shit ton, ton of them. Yeah. Of these of these plates out of the cupboard. And on these plates, uh, these metal plates are all names of murdered people. Or people in general. Yeah. Also, the fact that he goes, Brian goes, loco, esto es historia. I was like, yeah. I love that yeah. line. <laughs> Which it is. Yeah. It absolutely is. Upstairs, John is still looking for Escarlet, which at this point I was like, honey, give it up. You heard her screaming she's like that. She's dead. She's dead she and gone. She is dead. <laughs> and he's in an upstairs hallway when black gas scratches his face. Ugh. And then he sees a dark figure appear that looked like to me Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was like, <laughs> that looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because you don't quite see it. It looks really yeah, hazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and John screams, ah, coño. And he runs into a bathroom, slams the door shut. And then demon Obi-Wan Kenobi appears through a mirror in the bathroom and tries to, like, grab at John. The toilet begins to overflow shit. And then but John like, looks at his head. Ew, it's like, it's like, ugh, it, it was, was disgusting. Nasty. Yeah, that shit was nasty. But then um, John's hand becomes possessed and it looks like a demon werewolf hand. It's got like claws. Mm, my nails. And this, <laughs> this possessed hand begins to choke John, slashing his own throat. La mano so he from Venezuela. grabs the gun. Totally la mano from <laughs> Venezuela. I didn't even think of that, honestly. But he grabs the gun and he shoots the possessed arm. But then his other hand gets possessed and it forces him to shoot himself in the head. Bro. So John is gone. I'm going to say, so the CGI in this scene was not good. No. But I thought this was pretty effective. I mean, not for nothing, but John really sells it. When he yeah. first shoots his arm, he like screams in a really like, I was like, yeah, dude, I this is yeah, the kind hurts. of screaming you would fucking do if you had to shoot yeah. your own fucking arm. Yeah, and especially after, after it's been possessed by like a demon. Exactly. Yeah. And then him like trying to fight against his own hand, turning the gun mm -hmm. to his own face. I was like, this is pretty good. And also the shot to the head looked great. Yeah. 
it was I was like, I'm still buying it. So poor John is dead. The gang goes upstairs to try to to break into the bathroom because they've heard this commotion. And Sophia hears a voice. Galadriel again. (laughs) You are the descendant, the third generation, the only one who can liberate us. You have his blood. Look for the black hymn book. In it, you will find the answer. I think it was black hymn book. I don't quite. I'm not 100% sure. I think she said the voodoo book. Oh, okay. Well, that is what it that it, that is what she means. But I was like, yeah, it's basically that book. Yeah, get that book. You need to go find that. See. Meanwhile, everybody's like, we need to get out of here. So medium, <laughs> Bunda is like. I need my bag. So she goes into <laughs> the bedroom. Girl, she goes into the bedroom to grab her bag when bam, there's the snake. At this point, Sophia is going, she's like running down the stairs and she has another vision when she touches a doll on the stairs. On the stairs, yeah. Which yes. like, oh, how convenient that this doll is here. That this is right here and that you happen to grab it. Like, this is the time, yeah. but okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And like all of these visions. So, okay, all of the torture in this film is really unfortunately done to black people. Yeah. And in this case, this was like particularly awful because in the vision, the revenant is holding a young girl. Yeah. It's a young girl this time. And she's clear, like, it's it's horrible. She's clearly very scared. The grandpa is in this vision, though, and he tries to stop the Revenant. But the Revenant is like, I have to complete the souls with whoever, whomever, whatever the word, right word is. So shut it. So I was interested in this and because this whole time I was like, oh, you have a shitty grandpa. But it turns out grandpa maybe wasn't completely all that bad. Yes, that is what they're trying to establish here. But I was like, Okay, you're having a change of heart, but also there there's something I might be wrong about that because there's something about the grandpa's blood, about his bloodline that they're using the blood for a specific reason. There's something about this family's bloodline that is powerful enough like like that dude had drank the blood earlier and it was powerful enough to draw out his soul in right. some sort of like you know some sort of ritual so i don't quite understand but we also never i agree that i think that's Mm -hmm. that grandpa has something special about him that Mm -hmm. is aiding the revenant to extract the souls from these people but also like we never get this like explanation of oh grandpa is special somehow and it was like we we know that it's something is in the bloodline because the dad was like, I also hear tambores and now she hears tambores. And so like, that's fine, but we needed maybe a little bit more of just like, well, grandpa comes from a long line of brujos of, of que se yo of, totally. of he, we are direct descendants from el Arcángel Miguel, que se yo, cualquier mierda. Yeah. Para I agree. Explicar why the blood is important from this man because if not it's just a guy giving his blood yeah and to add on to that galadriel i'm pretty sure she says liberarnos so i'm like are you also part of this bloodline Mm -hmm. galadriel it was just like i i needed a little bit more just like you said but also 
the grandpa has been watching people being tortured. And it's like, okay, now that it's a child, you're like, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Now I refuse. I, I get it. Like before we saw him like praying and crying next to the, the like the, the, the adult man who was being tortured. But I was like, I don't know. At least now show you decide. Us, or at least show us how um, the revenant is maybe torturing him in some way or having yeah. him be held captive in some yes. way. And like we're how... talking ritual voodoo, you know, like now I don't think voodoo is evil, but you know, like in this movie, what we're establishing is that that is like an evil tool. So like is the revenant in a ritualistic way holding the grandpa captive or something like that sure or in just an in general i'm a fucking a trujillo general so let me mm -hmm. fucking hold you hostage in some way possible to yes so that you can contribute to this right are you threatening his family or something right like, what why? is what's why the is background there absolutely mm -hmm. give us a little more Unless it was in this movie and we just didn't hear it, honestly. Mira, and that is also an option because yeah. we've mm -hmm. it was two different versions of this film that we've been ping-ponging yeah. about with. We still so, couldn't figure it out. Yeah. So It could be. could be. Anyway, so Sophia snaps out of this vision and she says, my grandpa tried to stop him. She tr he tried to stop the Revenant. Okay. Back in the bedroom with Medium, she has lost a shoe. <laughs> Cinderella. I'm sorry. There was there was a shoe on the bed, and I was like, "Why? Okay, there's a shoe." She's lost her shoe. She's lost her shoe, and Medium is attacked by the snake, and we don't see it, but we see the aftermath, and this snake has fully ripped her guts out. Her guts are out, and the thing is, this is a moment I ping ponged where I went over to the Vimeo version because I wanted to see a better look at her. Because yeah. in the YouTube, you don't see those guts, or at least yeah. it's pixelated and fucked up enough yeah. where you can't. So mm -hmm. when I go to the Vimeo, I was like, oh shit, they put like that's some guts and shit, and it, it looks great. good. Yeah. She looks, I mean, it looks really great. And Absolutely. it's also like a big snake doing this to you. <clears throat> Scary. Anaconda. Anaconda for sure. Full. <laughs> so the snake turns to gas and floats out the window. <laughs> In come the gang. They find Medium dead and they're like, nope, vamonos. So they finally run out of the house. Fernando kicks down the door, which I found so funny. I don't know why. I was just like, that's hilarious. They get outside, but Galadriel says, don't cross the bloodline if you haven't broken the curse. Pero Fernando does it anyway, and he is set ablaze. ablaze. Goodbye. He could and have died of sound, an asthma attack asthma or like attack, have rain fall on him. Struck by lightning struck because by you lightning. don't like rain. It would have been so funny. Yeah, but like no. also good. <laughs> it's setting ablaze. I'm like, okay, that's, that's you know, that's awful. So... Sophia and Brian go back into the house and Brian is freaking freaking out. out. This was my favorite part of the entire movie because so Brian's freaking. Sophia smacks the shit out of him and says, "Get the calmes." And <laughs> snap out was, of it. Fucking share and Nicholas Cage. Uh, 100%, but I was like, "Don't love that you're smacking him." Um but 
her commitment to this line (laughs) was the best acting in this entire film. (laughs) I loved this so much. (laughs) Anyway, love that she committed to this bit. So Sophia says, Galatriel told me that the answer is in a book. Pero then Sofia suddenly sees Grandpa just creeping around. And it seems that Grandpa can see her, too. Yeah, he's like, hey, with his eyes, Come like, why here. don't you follow me as yes. I slide this door open or whatever? Where am I going? So she follows him <laughs> and he goes, he like slides this door and he goes into a wall behind a huge mirror. So La Sofia smashes the mirror and she finds a secret room. So this secret room is the basement that we saw at the beginning of the movie. So they go mm. down into the basement when, boo, they see something on the wall that freaks them out. And it makes Sophia fully vomit. We never we really see, see it. it. There's a brief moment of like, you can see Brian in the foreground and the background. You see like it's just very blurry like mm-hmm. he, the focus is on him. And if I'm not mistaken, it's because in the very beginning, after they kill the guy who's been crucified, they lift him up on like a, a like a wooden peg that's sticking they out of the wall and they him impale onto the wall. him onto it. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is meant to be a wall of men who have been impaled, which is why she voms. Also, you know, like now that I think about it, best not to show that like you know just out of respect you know i mean i know we're in a movie but you don't really see it you just see it blurry but then grandpa appears again so sophia follow follows your grandpa. him follow your grandpa she follows him into another area of the basement where we see the grandpa unchain a little boy from the wall but then in comes the revenant and the Revenant says to Grandpa, you talk to me about purifying these people. Huh? Are we talking religious stuff? This, like, conversion? Grandpa says this to the Revenant, right? No, Revenant says that to Grandpa. Oh. Where he's like, you talked about purifying these people. And then Grandpa's like, yeah, well, not to kill innocent people. Mm-hmm. I was like, purifying? I don't understand. I think, uh, well, maybe this was meant to be like, oh, he, this is him with his whatever bloodline, religious, uh, Mm. santo, whatever it is that he has flowing through his veins. Maybe this is how he got this general to like contribute. Like, oh, we're, we're, we're giving them religion or purpose or whatever. I don't know. That might be me reading into it a whole bunch. No, maybe not. Like, maybe what they mean is, like, we're purifying you from your belief in voodoo, which I'm like, uh... Sure, which is, like, your actual, what your your, belief is. Yeah, we're purifying you from your actual beliefs, which I'm like, how about Mm. we not fucking do that? Yeah. (laughs) But again, we could be wrong. We could be wrong. And so... At this point, the grandpa's like, yeah, I didn't want to kill innocent people, and you're not going to keep using my blood. So grandpa shoots Blows himself in the head. his fucking head off. Bam. Yeah. Y la Sofia is like, oh my God. She turns to Brian and she says, grandpa hid something, which I was like, how did you know this? How? Did, how? How do you know? How? I, I, I didn't I, even tele- hear that. So, telepathy? I, <laughs> I'm shocked that you know this. <laughs> I don't know. And so she goes into this room, and in a desk, she finds a book. 
It's Blue Fenwa, the same mm. book we've been seeing. She opens the book, but yet again, another temblor. Oh, boy. Híjole. So the temblor stops. Brian goes to grab a lantern when he turns around and then the demon revenant appears behind him, blows out the lantern. We get a blackout. We hear a scream and like a bloody goose. And when the lights come back on, Sophia finds Brian dead, pinned to the wall. Which Impaled I was the like, same way. And it yeah, sucks because he's black and that Brian feels is shitty. Black. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Okay. Also, he does this thing that I was like, is this symbolic? Because, you know, he's the one to find the Braceros uh, nameplates. He's continuously grabbing at his chest. I noticed that, too. Which I was like, is there a rosary? Or it's his, maybe his ancestors were Haitian, maybe? Yeah. Well, that, that was just like, this is something that I felt like could be a little bit more explored. But I'm going to say I was like... I don't love the choice of you being pinned to the wall. Yeah, that was rough. I mean, yeah. So Sophia clearly freaks out. She runs upstairs, but the doors are blocked by the demon revenant. He keeps appearing. So she runs all the way upstairs when she's attacked by that big snake. She falls over the railing onto the landing below. She passes out. And then we quickly cut back to La Tia Mami meeting with someone. And she's got a horse. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I wrote, did the mom ride a horse there? Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a beautiful white horse. Gorgeous. And it's got yeah. a, like a very decorative saddle on it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, why the horse? And then I'll bring this yeah. up a little bit later mm. about the horse, but go. Okay. So, so we're back with Sophia and... When she comes to, she is chained up like crucifixion style. By the way, she does have the rosary in her hand. Yes. This whole time she's had it on her. She's, she's had that rosary. And in comes the revenant. But he, he looks like, in the past, like I'd say 10 minutes or so, when you see him, he is demonic. Like his yeah, face looks like a, a demon. Yeah, he's got a Buffy mask on. Like the demons yes, from Buffy? That's totally. what he looks like. <laughs> 100%. That's what it is. And so... Demon Re Re Revenant says, you've heard my drums since you were a little girl. They brought you to me. Your soul and blood belong to me. Finally, the doors of hell will open. And then he grabs one of those skull sun goblets. He cuts Sophia's arm and he collects her blood in the, in the goblet. Also... Can we just talk about how she's in her underwear? Yeah, and he's like feeling her up. Ooh. Why? Yeah, like, what's I don't the know. Point. There is no point aside from just like having her in her underwear. Very unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. They do kind of like when she's at home earlier. They have her in like teeny short shorts and stuff. And I'm like, okay, everybody. But like, I mean, she's she's got a beautiful body and all that. But like, the what? I don't know. There's no reason it's absolutely not necessary to have her chained up to this man is a, a demon from hell. What does he need about? Isn't he in search of souls, dude? Like, what does yeah. it fucking matter? Unnecessary. Dumb. Meanwhile, back with the Amami. She is praying at like what? I, it seems like a church, not a church. It seems like. Oh, like. 
this feels more Santera vibes. Like, this is very Bruja Santera. Son la, las mujeres juntas. There's candles everywhere. Very There's feminine power. Of, yes, pictures of saints and all that. So la tía mami rings a bell and the horse outside starts to trot away to somewhere. And la tía mami seems to begin something. A, uh-huh. a ritual of some sort. Yeah. We begin to see drumming, dancing. Okay. She's also wearing a green and red scarf around yes. her chest yes. and body. And then we're back with the demon Re- revenant and Sophia. He p- kind of like presents the goblet to, like, he puts it out. It's almost like he's presenting it to Sophia when light comes out of it, and Sophia's soul seems to leave her body into the goblet. But then, that beautifully decorated horse appears at the cabin, at El Hoyo del Diablo. Uh-huh. I don't know how, but here we are. He well, trotted I think his I, way there. You know, he trotted. <laughs> the th- so what we're establishing here is that La Tia Mami has been chatting behind the scenes with a bunch of powerful ladies. Yeah. Women from her past, from San Juan. Mm -hmm. And she has returned to San Juan, which, by the way, is where El Hoyo del Diablo is, to conduct a ritual of sorts, which I will continue right now. Correct? That's what's happening. She's here. I I didn't put together that she came to San Juan, but that makes sense. I mean, unless that uh, horse telepathically or like just like teleported, well, keep going and <laughs> keep we'll going. talk. You're okay. right, because it is magical. It's magical. Okay, anyway, we're almost there. <laughs> so the horse is at the cabin, and we see a shadow with big wings get off the horse and enter the cabin. And as the demon revenant is collecting Sophia's soul, a figure appears in the room with them. But then we also see La Tia Mami's face back at like the shrine where this drumming and dancing, this ritual is happening. She's got the sash that you mentioned on her head. La Tia Mami removes the sash at the, as the, at the same time as this figure that just entered the room re- removes something from his hood, his hood, his head, his hood. <laughs> and we see it's a man with red hair. He removes his cape. And he has wings. This is Arcángel Miguel. Pero it's La Tia Mami who has invoked him. And she is basically battling through him with electric guitar music. Yes. She is projecting. (laughs) Dramatic pause. Yes. (laughs) She is projecting him. It's like she, from wherever she is in this like brujeria spot that she's Mm-hmm. With all the the people dancing and everything and the drumming that's happening. She has projected him into the into El Hoyo del Diablo. And ella está usando, she's using her body to direct the movements of El Angel, the Archangel. El, the archangel. So she's she yeah. fighting, like you said, she is fighting, but mm-hmm. in the cabin. He is the archangel is yes. doing the fighting. Yes, because remember that Santera earlier was like, you need to call 
him, which now mm -hmm. we're like, okay, she needed to call this archangel. So she, Latia Mami is in this ritual somewhere else. She's not in the cabins. And no. I actually was like, this is cool. I like this. I liked it. I was like, this is really kind of cool. So we also, also get electric guitar music, which I was like, this is badass <laughs> and I love this. Sorry, also. also. It, the first Santera we see in the Botanica, she is praying to yes. El Arcangel Miguel, who has mm -hmm. the red and green sash yeah. over his body. So he's present throughout this he's film. He's been throughout. Like, even La Tia Mami earlier was like, I'll pray to the Ay, Archangel Miguel. Michael. Miguel, he will protect you. So mm -hmm. I called this character now going forward Tia Miguel because, like, they are one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tia Miguel. Tia Miguel fights the <laughs> demon Revenant, and the demon now has a scythe, and Tia Miguel has a big ass fucking sword. And it's just like they're doing all the same moves at the same time as they fight. It's so cool. Like, we even see La Tia appear behind Miguel at one point. I was like, this is really beautiful. I, yeah. I thought it was really good. I'm not a religious guy, but I was like, cool, cool fight. So they fight, they fight, they fight. And finally, Tia Miguel is able to stab Demon Revenant. Tia Miguel kicks the demon to the ground and says, Algo Dios. I think he says, Quien como Dios. Oh. I think that's what he says, because I rewound it a whole bunch, because I was like, what oh, does he shit. fucking say here? But I'm pretty sure he Dios. says, ¿Quién como Dios? Which means... Who, if not uh, God? Or who, if... Uh, you know okay. what I mean? Again, who is... Who, anyone like God? Nope. Just God. No, <laughs> just God. So again, we are in a religious picture. I think San Miguel is also a very prominent figure in Santeria. I don't think this is Interesting. very... I don't think okay. it's specifically... Well, I mean, obviously very Catholic and it's parte de eso, pero remember how this stuff is syncretism and how it's all been mixed together. So I think that's why um, he's been called, and but it's definitely through santeria like she there's drumming yeah. there's dancing there's all that stuff so interesting yeah you know what i didn't even i didn't even think of that you're totally right i mean the moment anybody's like oh we're calling on god and jesus i'm like it, it immediately kind of like we never have a shuts jesus me down yeah there's we don't not, really it's, it's very miguel. specifically miguel yeah, yeah you're right so she says como what, what what is the line Quien como Dios. Quien como Dios. And then Tia Miguel stabs the demon again with the sword. And we see actually like a demon leaving the body of the revenant, along with, I believe, are the other trapped souls. I think so too, yeah. It's the next morning, and we see cops and bomberos are at the cabin. All these dead bodies are lined outside of the house. Oof, all your friends are dead. La Tia Mami and Sofia reunite. They're together. They walk away together, embracing. And then we see these words. Dedicada a mis padres, Dima de Jesús Disla, Nazareno. Fin de la película. Nice. Way to go, dude. You did it. We ping-ponged, and now we're going into trivia. All right, let's get into <laughs> some trivia. 
Okay, I just wanted to do a quick uh, recap on the Parsley Massacre, just in case. So, uh, from Wikipedia, the Parsley Massacre, also known as El Corte, or in Creole, a, which means the stabbing, which is Ugh. horrible. And this was a killing of Haitians living in the Dominican Republic uh, and in certain parts of the contigu- contiguous Cibao region in October 1937. Dominican troops from different areas of the country carried out the massacre on the orders of Dominican dictator Rafael Trujillo. As a result of the massacre, virtually the entire Haitian population in the Dominican frontier was either killed or forced to flee across the border. Some died while trying to flee to Haiti across the the Dahaong River that divides the two countries on the island. Dominican troops interrogated thousands of civilians demanding that each victim say the the word parsley. And if the accused could not pronounce the word to the interrogator's satisfaction, they were deemed to be Haitian and killed. So basically the way to, they would just, if your perejil sounded French Creole, that was it. And you were murdered horribly. So that's just a brief reminder. There's so much more to it. It's very rough, but important to know let's talk about san juan de maguana also known as la ciudad de brujos and this is from a website called visita república dominicana.org so known as the ciudad de brujos san juan de maguana is strongly influenced by the beliefs of the increasing number of haitians who practice voodoo In it, one of the most interesting events related to this religious practice is the procession of about 15 kilometers that takes place in the month of May. On this journey, they take a small religious figurine from the town of El Batey to San Juan to the sound of songs and drums. We have this in Nicaragua, too, um, during August and Semana Santa. It is not uncommon for a devotee to be possessed along the way by the Holy Spirit or a Taino spirit and start to dance or speak in strange languages or fall to the ground. Okay. It was one of the first cities founded on the island in 1503, and its name comes from San Juan Bautista and the Taino name for the valley, Maguana. The Taino leader of the Maguana was. Caonabo, who fought fiercely against the Spanish colonizers. However, he could not prevent the Spanish from settling in, and Diego Velázquez, the second admiral of the Mar Oceana, uh, was the basically founded this well-known city. Later, this city was victim to numerous incursions by the Negro Cimarrones, which I'm going to talk about in a brief moment when they took it as a place of passage between Cibao and Neiva or Bauruco. So let me very quickly while I'm here say what a Negro Cimarron is. So el Negro Cimarron, or simply Cimarron, is um, basically in the Americas a freed slave. Uh, They were either 
on the run, a fugitive, but basically lived their life freely in corners um, of like countries and, and campo. Like they would find little tiny corners of freed slaves that would be called palenques or quilombos. In Cuba, they actually change it to jibaro, uh to refer to cimarrones. So that's like a little bit about what a cimarron is, which there was a lot of in the Dominican Republic, at least in this area, to go from one area to the other. Later, an earthquake completely destroyed the city of San Juan de Mahuana. But once it was rebuilt, the city had witnessed many battles in all the conflicts of the island that it had been involved in. So this city is just constantly like having to deal with horrible shit. In this town, there are many squares and parks that are quite crowded, such as Mm. Jose Maria Cabral Park, also known as El Parque de los Burros. Nor can we forget the interesting places that we can find outside the city limits. The Jose del Carmen Ramirez National Park reserves an innumerable number of activities to do and things to see. And we can also find places of interest such as El Cercado, the Municipal Cemetery, and also the ruins of El Antiguo Ingenio de, San, de Juan de Leon. So an Ingenio, which is we talk about in this movie, is a sugar mill. Mm. We talk about Ingenios also in Carne de, de Tu Carne. So that's a little bit about San Juan de la Maguana. My last piece of trivia is Sofia's dad in this film is also the dad in the film Andrea from oh the Republic of Dominicana también. <laughs> wow. I found that in a YouTube comment from this movie. Holy shit. What's awesome about the comments in the YouTube wow. of this movie is that they're mm-hmm. all like the devil be gone Vayas el demonio yo te re- santa Religion. maria madre de dios they are all so anti that mm-hmm. so very quickly my friend mariola and i we did a small uh web series called las santeras where we mm-hmm. basically were ghostbusters but instead of being the ghostbusters we were santeras is that still out there? Can people watch this? It's on Facebook. You can find it Please on Facebook. Watch it. It's great, everybody. <laughs> it's so great. It's very goofy. Pero we got hit by so many religious nuts being like, esto es del demonio y esto es brujería y esto wow. es no sé qué. Like, brother, estaban atacándonos to the wow. point where we had to like mute our comments <gasps> to, or at least our for us to, they're still doing it they're still talking about it but so we wouldn't get notifications because we were like yeah okay we there's only so much that we can say like watch the thing we are not summoning yeah. devils you assholes mm-hmm. pero la gente se pone uy que no se que santería del demonio y que no se que puta and i was like guys fuck off anyways that's the end of my trivia <laughs> i love it fascinating okay everybody this is my trivia for today. Let's talk about Juan Fernandez, who played the Revenant. 
Okay. It says here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the guy that you were saying. Okay. I was like, I've seen this man's face. So Juan Fernandez was born December th- December 13th, 1956. So he is a Sagittarius mm-hmm. in Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. He is an actor and producer known for A Man Apart, which I was like, no, don't know him from that. The Collector, which I was like, no, don't know him from that, although I've seen it. And Crocodile Dundee 2, which I was like, yeah, that's closer, that's closer, that's closer. <laughs> I mean, but look up the man's resume and it is plentiful. He is working. The movie that I knew him from, I hope you've watched, I'm sure you've seen this movie, was Arachnophobia. I was like, never seen it. Oh, shit. (laughs) Gotta watch Arachnophobia. It's like, I think you'd really appreciate it because it's more comedy. Jeff Daniels. Yes, Jeff Daniels. Mm -hmm. Um, God damn it. What's that actor's name? Whatever. I f- I love arachnophobia. It's I I <laughs> I um I think of it as like uh it's like a gateway horror movie, you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's like it's not too scary, you know, and it's kind of funny. So, uh-huh. highly recommend arachnophobia. I love that movie. And I was like, that's what I know this Amazing. man from. Holy shit. So, Juan has apparently worked as a model, aside from being a fabulous actor, producer. He has worked as a model for various designers, including Yves Saint Laurent, Nino Cerruti, Zandra Rhodes, Aussie Clark, and Giorgio di Sant'Angelo. The only one I know is Yves Saint Laurent. Aussie Clark, I own that. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. (laughs) I don't. uh, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've, i'm very I gullible mean, everybody i mean like i own the brand aussie clark oh not like, that's of the clark I family um <laughs> do you know any of those i think ceruti sounds familiar ceruti, but, I know. Yeah, yeah 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 um he also <laughs> has modeled for various artists including salvador dali Excuse me, just a model over here. And not even just like, I'm a model, click, click. It's more like, like stand here and pose for art. Yes. Good for you, bro. Last little thing I learned about him was that in the 60s and 70s, his mother was a diplomat for the Dominican Republic to the United States of America. Nice. Yep. So I just wanted to, I found this little quote from Francis Indio Disla Ferreira, who is the director of our film. This is from m.elcaribe.com.do. And he said this line or this series of lines that I was like, I don't know. I feel like this is this fits for our podcast here. He says here, I'm very concerned that Dominican films are born and die in approximately two months, mostly. Almost none go to Puerto Rico and other countries, the director told El Caribe. That is why he often bets on a cast that can exert some sort of influence for international projection, along with local projection, projection, because by including actors from other countries, it's easier to achieve support in the countries that those people are from. Absolutely. That you know what makes I mean? a lot of sense, yeah. He says here, the goal is to make Latin American cinema, not even Hispanic cinema in the United States, but a Latin cinema that can be presented in Bolivia, Ecuador, Peru, Panama, a kind of Hollywood, but in Latin America Mm. to see if our films can achieve, you know, that same kind of like 
distribution, mm -hmm. but specifically in Latin America. You know what right. I mean? Which I totally. was like, I feel like we're just trying to like bring more people's attention to the entire, like the entirety of Latin America, which I was right. like, I'm, I I'm kind of feeling this quote that he said right here. So yeah, I love that. I would include it. And it makes a lot of sense. Like the more, uh, varied of, Latinos you get in a film the mm -hmm. the eyes from the fans from wherever they come from will follow so that makes absolutely sense. and also you know hiring people from Latin America you know it's it's just I was like this is uh, more work for everyone this. around absolutely totally. now let's talk about Eduardo Brito okay mm -hmm. so okay. this is from DominicanMusicUSA.com this man Eduardo Brito was the voice that we heard singing that gorgeous, I mean, sad, but gorgeous song on the radio, this fucking baritone, gorgeous voice. So I love that you're born... always the music guy. When we do <laughs> trivia, you always do music stuff. I was just like, this voice, goddamn, incredible. So born Eleuterio Aragonés, Dominican opera singer Eduardo Brito was born on February 21st, 1906 in Puerto Plata, Dominican Republic, to Julián Álvarez Brito and Gloria Liboria Aragonés. February 21st is Pisces. He was raised by his single mother and he began working at a young age. He was a food runner, a laborer, a boxing referee, tobacco packer, furniture mover, but his his vocal talents were first recognized as he shined shoes to make ends meet. So at the age of 20, Brito met, met Dominican composer Julio Alberto Hernández. And during this meeting, Brito decided to pursue a career in singing and in 1927, he traveled to New York and debuted at the Apollo Theater. Whoa! Yeah, with Hernández, and he sang excerpts from the opera Rigoletto. Nice. That's my Tiliana's favorite opera. Amazing, amazing. So, I mean, he, like, basically got super famous. And, like, later that very year, that same year, he went back to the DR, and he was chosen to perform at a political banquet in Santo Domingo, and became well known to the country's elite class. Okay, everybody, fucking elite <laughs> class, piss my ass. I'm fuck off. Brito was among the first wave of Dominican artists to record music sent to New York City and then sold as records bar by RCA Victor, formerly known Dang. as Victor Records, which you know we've all heard of that. In 1928, Brito married artist Rosa Elena Bobadilla. She was a singer and a dancer. And with Bobadilla, they formed the Quisqueya Duet, which later became a trio when they added Bobadilla's sister, Eldemira Kiki Bobadilla, on vocals. Nice. <laughs> Despite a growing Latin American population in the USA, the growing majority of Latino artists were only permitted to perform in segregated clubs for mixed crowds of African-American, Cuban, Puerto Rican, and Caribbean patrons. Wow. There were exceptions to this. Trio Borinquen, which Brito's peer Rafael Hernández formed, played at a predominantly white theater called the New Burlesque Theater, which, by the way, that was later changed to the Apollo. That later became the Apollo. Oh. And Brito and his wife Bobadilla were among the performers allowed to entertain in clubs for white audiences only. Again, Jeez. what the fuck, everybody? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> 
1941, during the Second World War, Brito and Bobadilla returned to the DR for good. By then, the government was under the control of Trujillo, who was Híjole. in power from 1930 until his assassination in 1961. Brito, unfortunately, suffered a, suffered a psychological breakdown <gasps> shortly after his return and was then committed to a mental hospital. Stop! Yeah, five years later, on January 5th, 1946, three weeks before his 40th birthday, Brito's life ended. How? I don't know. It didn't say here, and I couldn't find out how. Following his death, there were tributes to honor his talents in a retrospective collection of his greatest and most recognizable songs, including Lucia, La Mulatona, and Lamento Esclavo, which is the song that we heard in this movie. Amazing. In 2006, President Dr. Leonel Fernandez renamed Teatro Nacional after Eduardo Brito. <gasps> wow. The Teatro Nacional Eduardo Brito is the most prestigious performance hall of the Dominican Republic, and it stands alongside the country's most esteemed museums in the Plaza de la Cultura in Santo Domingo. Amazing. Now let's talk about what a bracero is, because I didn't know. I had no idea. So I found this from refworld.org, which I was like, I don't know what this is. So RefWorld is a tool created and maintained by the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees and is the leading source of information for making quality decisions about the status of asylum seekers and refugees. The article I found, by the way, is from 2018, so things might have changed. Haitians constitute a significant minority within the Dominican Republic. Estimates range between 650,000 and 1 million Haitians who live in the country, and there is continual migration between the countries. Haitians migrate seeking work in the DR driven by high unemployment and low wages at home. And unfortunately, Haitians are often stigmatized because of the combination of their skin color low income level slash social ranking, and especially because they have steadfastly retained many of their traditional ancestral cultural values. All forms of Haitian culture, such as holidays, traditional African-based religious practices, such as voodoo, and the Africanized French, Creole, are widely derided. Yeah. Which is awful. Fucked up. Yeah. In 1916, U.S. forces occupied the Dominican Republic and the subsequent takeover of the local sugar industry by large U.S. conglomerates expanded the Dominican sugar industry, creating a major boom. In the late 1920s, the first Haitian braceros or cane cutters were brought across the border. Mm. By 1935, the census recorded a Haitian population in the DR of 50,000. The depression of the 1930s and a precipitous drop in sugar prices created a crisis in the industry. And then, in October of 1937, Trujillo ordered the massacre of between 15,000 and 30,000 Haitian migrants in the DR. Despite the massacre, subsequent Haitian governments signed contracts with the Dominican authorities, nor notably the State Sugar Council, allowing the recruitment of Haitian braceros in return for a per capita fee. So even after the Parsley Massacre, this continued to happen. Sure. I won't go into this more. You can look into this more, but um, 
I assumed when we heard this that it was probably like when we heard Bracero, I was like, I don't know. This is probably not good. And uh, that definitely seems to be the case. It was such a it was I mean, I I always think back uh, to my uh, history of Brazil classes when I hear this Mm. because so much of the slavery that happened in Brazil was basically sugarcane plantations and mm-hmm. so i'm not surprised at all to hear that these poor people just trying to live either get this is like their how to get a job somehow and, yeah and, but and being exploited absolutely exploited and so. then you know uh, it, and it's just so the the fact it's that it's such in the hard DR, work yeah, yeah 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 and it's just like oh my god it's it's I just thought it was important to include that because they Absolutely. talk about it in this film. And uh, that is my trivia for today, everybody. Great. Let me ask you some questions. Great. <laughs> Jonathan, were you scared? No. Were you? No. Mm-hmm. What was your best scare? Uh, <laughs> this is so stupid, but it was when the profe... The, like Brian goes up to the prof and is like, "Do you know anything about Enkayev?" Dun dun dun! dun, dun. I was like, "Whoa!" That was loud. So I'll say that was my best scare. What about you? Mine was when we were hearing the song uh, in the kitchen, the creepy old timey song. Uh, but it at one point after she like smacks the radio off the the counter, it just starts repeating the words "la muerte, la muerte, la muerte," and I was uy, like, uy, 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 uy. "I don't like that." <laughs> Who was your favorite character? Um, I I gave it to Sophia. I guess I was like, "You're our main character." I thought she was suitably sassy. Um, sure, I gave it to Sophia. What about you? I gave it to Brian. I kind of liked okay, him sure. a lot. Like, I just yeah. I, he was endearing somehow, but he wasn't, and he like endearing, yeah. believed her and listened to her and he did. all that. So Absolutely. everybody else was like, she's crazy. And he's like, yeah, but I love her. Um, what was your best line? <laughs> que te calmes. I love that. <laughs> que te calmes. Calm the fuck down. I loved it. What about you? What was your best line? Loco, esto es historia. <laughs> it, was, it absolutely is. This is history, baby. Sure uh, what was your best death? There were some good ones in here, I'll say. But I gave it to Medium, the snake death, even though we don't uh-huh. see it. But the, the aftermath was very horrifying. So Medium, we'll take it. What about you? I have two. Great. I'm going to give I mean, it... terrible, but cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it to the the truck driver getting Amityville because I'm assuming he dies as well, even though sure. we never see. Didn't see where he was uh, going. Also, just because they put worms in his chicken when he goes to take yes. a bite. And I was like, ew, that's disgusting. But then the other one I'm going to give it to is to Scarlett. I thought her getting pulled down into that random drain pipe was pretty fucking solid. So yeah, it was great. Give it to those two. Uh, did you learn anything from the culture? Yes, I did. So did I. I mean, I was reminded about the Parsley Massacre. Necessary information. We should know mm-hmm. about that. Um, learned about Braceros. You know, yeah. I guess I did my own inform- or I, I did my own looking up, but I wouldn't have without this film. So, yes, I learned. Me you? too. Yes, I absolutely yeah, totally. did. Uh, and finally, out of five ooies, how many ooies do you give this movie? I'll give this two ooze. I 
honestly, after talking about this movie, I'm left like a little confused about what it's trying to say. Like in my brain, I was like, this is a religious film. Mm -hmm. This is trying to tell you that the power of Jesus is the only thing that will save you, defeat Satan. It's all Mm -hmm. about Jesus. But like you said, Latia Mami reconnects with her, you know, her her more um, grounded Santera roots in this film, this very syncretic religion. You know, you have the focus on the Arcangel Miguel, which I find really fascinating, Mm -hmm. you know. Still, in the end, it is a religious figure that is defeating. Yeah, um, it's still Satan, a demon yeah. getting. Yeah. But then again, like there's loose ends where I'm like, Galadriel kept being like, the answer's in the book, the book. Also, the, who the never... fuck was Galadriel? Who are you? <laughs> who are is Galadriel? Why is she here? What is yeah. she was like her looking in this book? We never find out like what was in the book for you to use. Right. But then again, like I was entertained. I had a good time. Thoughts the special effects were fine, not great, but still like I bought it. The last thing I'll say about this is the focus on the black characters being the characters that are tortured. Brian getting impaled in the end. Like you're bringing up the Parsley Massacre, but I don't know what you're trying to say. It feels like you're using the Parsley Massacre and the torture of these 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 black people to like propel your story forward but you're not giving them anything you're not really even honoring them right i don't i don't feel that um so that's why i was like you missed the mark for me unless i'm missing something so for me it's a two what about you i give it to always to um i i definitely see what you're saying when it comes to uh maybe bridging the connection between because listen the history of the of the dominican republic not only with haitian people but with its own people like trujillo really fucked them up big time and like Mm. it was Mm. it was horrible i think maybe because this is this made me think a lot about that quote from uh the director of carne tu carne where he's like uh a a colombian film for colombian people like this felt Mm -hmm. like again like you need to kind of know the history of your people. This felt mm. like a Dominican film for Dominican people. Sure. And um, so maybe they're just used to having this history surrounding them often. And I think maybe us as outside eyes don't, uh, can't piece those things together. I do think there is a, a script way or an acting way for you to bridge those gaps so that the depiction of this horrible torture of Haitian people can make more sense with the rest of your story. Um, But I agree that it doesn't land as solidly as it could. Um, Especially when you murder your, like your, basically only black character right. in this movie. I'm like, what? Okay, whatever. I do think out of the Dominican Republic movies we've seen, or at least uh, compared to Criptico, where, which also brought this storyline into its play, I feel like this worked better. Agreed. Uh, and honestly, I was kind of impressed with like the practical stuff. I wasn't... Besides the sound, which I think the sound is an upload, the people that uploaded to to Vimeo were like a news 
thing yeah and then yeah. the the youtube who knows i think it it's lost in there too i was entertained i wasn't yeah if i could have heard this well and seen it well then i don't think it would have and maybe this would have gotten a two and a half if i could yeah. have heard or seen it better but there yeah. are some plot holes um in general though not too horrible I, we've definitely seen worse oh that's for sure yeah for sure well i think it's time to leave el hoyo del diablo because we got it it's el hoyo del diablo <laughs> <laughs> if, in case you guys didn't know one last time this was el hoyo del el diablo, hoyo del diablo. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being here with us guys we truly appreciate you traveling the latin americas with us uh please remember to subscribe rate and review in cualquier plataforma that you listen follow us on our redes sociales at wiki Aurora on instagram and twitter and tiktok hey uh, um you can find all of our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash Thank you to Sonoro for being the Buffy demon mask we wear over our faces to scare the people of the town. You can yeah. find their redes sociales at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. And Johnny, if we were to plummet off a cliff in a car tumble through the leaves and rocks of the Dominican Republic and we into a creek <laughs> below, I think you and I would survive. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. <laughs> and we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios! Adios! Uy, que horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós.